Fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good morning. It is, what, Tuesday morning, February First, we got January behind us. I don't know what it's like where you guys are. They're, they're calling for a monster storm around here. One of those they said is going to be epic and uh, that you'll be talking about for years, and you're going to lock you down for a couple days. We'll see what happens. They love to scare us. Looks like where I am here, just east of Columbus, Ohio, we're kind of in that ice, rain, snow. So usually when they call for 15 feet of snow, whatever they're saying, not that much, but uh, we'll get a drizzle. So anyway, out there, here's what we know, folks. This is, a, uh, this is an outward expression of what's about to happen. And I was, we were talking a little bit before we went on the show here today, friends. <clears throat> uh, you know, we watched the, the truckers that are accumulating up in, in Canada. And, of course, it's eventually going to spin our way down here to, to, uh, to America as well. I believe we'll start seeing some of these protests. We're winning. That's what's going on. We're winning. But understand the consequences of 500,000, however many, 50,000, whatever the number of truckers are, who are not on, on the road rolling, uh, there's usually supplies in every one of those trucks. So there are a bunch of trucks that aren't out on the road rolling, and uh, that will eventually at some point lead to shortages. We know that's coming. Nobody wants to believe it. And I uh, rarely do you come on this show and hear me talk about prepping. I just, I mean, we do a little bit, but. You're either prepping or you're not prepping. You're either supplying food or you're not supplying food. And I just want you to stop for a second right now and, and imagine what happens. I know what happens around here when, when a big snowstorm hits, how everything locks down. Everybody runs to the store the day before and stocks up, gets through two or three days of, of, the, <clears throat> of, the, of the storm with food at home. Folks, what happens if that extends to seven days or uh, 10 days or whatever? Just where you're sitting right now, how many people do you think who've been laughing at you are now going to come to you? Have you, have you considered that in your head? That all these people, I think about it, I think about it a lot as, as Michelle and I, you know, store prep, do whatever, whatever it is. The, the number of people that I know who are going to show up at my door who haven't done any prepping at all, who absolutely are oblivious to the times in which we live and don't, don't get at all what's, what's going on. So I just want you to encourage you to just to be, be thinking about this. And wherever you are, if you're having a big snowstorm, use this as an example to what it would be like if everything is shut down. Because I believe that come hell or high water, whatever that term means, uh, we're going to see we're going to see shortages. We're going to see we're going to see lockdowns. We're going to be shut see shutdowns, whether they're from the weather, whether whatever they're from. And you're going to have to decide in your own heart uh, if it really really gets bad, really gets tough. What you're going to do and say to some of these friends, these loved ones who didn't take a heed, didn't didn't take, took not your warning, didn't take your warning. You know, you can read throughout the scriptures, all throughout the scriptures, the people who didn't pay any attention, didn't want to hear, they laughed at it. Next thing you know, it was all it was upon them. So, I just uh, call. Maybe that's not the right word. Caution you that folks, when you go <clears throat> to the store for your regular shopping. Buy 10% more. Buy 10% more when you go. Buy more than what you normally say. Well, coach, I can't afford it. <laughs> well, try saying that when you don't have anything at all on your shelves, right? So uh, wise man sees trouble coming and prepares for it. That's what the scriptures tell us. So um, be prepared. February 1st, my dad, I think, shared this the other day. My dad told me, always told me that, I don't know whether it's true scientifically, that the earth falls, T H A. W.S. thaws every day during the day of a uh, month of February. So the great thaw has begun. So spring's around the corner. We're 28, 27. We're less than 30 days, 60 days away from spring. So 
<clears throat> we can get through these times we're in right now. <clears throat> good, good times. That frog in my throat all of a sudden. Sorry, Craig wants Craig wants in here already. Come on in, Craig. Give me before I get rolling there. Or is your hand just up? No, no. I just wanted to say I, I want people to think this through too. It, it's not just going to be about when every, this, say everything goes back to normal, but the warehouses are empty and all these all these supermarkets are saying, "Fill me up, fill me up." Even if you have the demand, you know, even if you have the supply, it's going to take months. Okay, this this is not resolved in two or three weeks. That's right. So you know, it's it's like going out and the gas station runs out, and then you know you get a tanker truck of seven thousand gallons, and you know the demand is for five fifty five hundred that day. You know where they used to have seventeen to twenty thousand gallons in the in the tank. It, you yes. know, it's this whole replenishment thing is going to take months to do. And I would even suggest that they're going to probably ration the amount of food that you can buy. I believe it's coming, man. I believe it's coming. Uh, I want to. I want to open up with a scripture today, if I could. <clears throat> uh, you, you wonder why I start coughing in the morning. I get up in the morning. I'm all by myself, me and the Lord, and my internet friends. So I'm doing research, and I don't. I don't talk, and then all of a sudden I start talking in this. This frog appears in my throat, so we'll let him rivet here a little bit. If I cough on you, I, I apologize. It's just a, a part of being a holler. A guy called me, one of my coaches told me one time, says, Coach, or called me Dave. Dave, you're our holler guy. And I've always been a holler guy, I guess, from the time I was a little guy. I was a, I was a holler guy. So bear with me here as I cough through here. By the way, Ohio Brett's sitting in for John Diamond today. Uh, Brett's sticking his toe in the water a little bit about a new sports show at Brighteon, where he'll bring in sports guests, real Christian sports guests. That, that's a, that's an idea. And John's kind enough to let uh, Brett sit in his chair this, uh, this week to, uh, to unveil this a little bit. So you can watch Brett at, at uh, I think it's nine o'clock. And then my, my Brighteon show yesterday, I think was a keeper. It's posted at uh, Jared. I don't know if it's up there yet, but Jared will post it for us on our website. And again, you go to Brighty on B-R-I-G-H-T-E-O-N dot TV. And up on the screen right now, uh, Spencer's all over. A lot of great stuff up there, folks. I mean, here's the truth. We could all spend all of our day sitting in front of watching watching opinion shows. And that's what these are. But they're, they're information-laced and based uh, in, um, shows. Uh, Kevin sent me, about, sent, sent me about 12 hours worth of stuff to watch yesterday, and somebody else sent me about six hours. So I'm going to have to go sit in a cave somewhere that has internet and give the next six days of my life to try to keep up on all the information that's out there. But it's good, isn't it, that we are now in an information overload almost, an information o- overload. So um, it's all good. And, fr- friends, listen, this is about, uh, this is about uh, cross-pollination, uh, pollination, whatever. <laughs> It's about uh, spreading the, spreading the uh, cheer with everybody. It's a lot going on. A lot going on. Can't keep up with it all. A lot of things that are going on. So uh, if we can, I know we can because I'm sitting here. I know we can. I want uh, Spencer, pull us up to, uh, I sent you a link for Second Timothy today, chapter 4. But I don't want to start there. I want to start chapter 3. So if you can, just go up to the top and type in chapter 3. <clears throat> Silver, your voice ready to go today, buddy? I told my I told my wife what I was going to do this morning. She says, "Oh, I love it when you do Bible. We need more Bible." So, I want to do more Bible. Does anybody know when the Old Testament or the New Testament was written? Anybody have any idea when maybe Second Timothy, uh, Paul's letter to Timothy, when that might have been written? We could do it. We could do it. AD somewhere in there. Say it again, Joe. Ninety. 80, in the 80s, probably 80, 80, 80, something like that. Yeah, probably 80 after Jesus' death, death of Jesus, probably about 80, 80 years into it. So 80 years would be like today is 2000. Let's say today's 2022. That'd be like 1942. So that, so that we get a feel for, for where we are in history, right? So let's say in 1942, Jesus Christ died in 1942. And here we are in, in 2022, and Paul writes a history of writes a letter, right? So it's a lot of it is uh, again as I as we try to share that, folks. I never doubt the Bible. Okay, I never doubt the Bible. But we have to take into consideration the environment in which they're in. For instance, can you imagine writing a letter about America in 1942 
as compared to today. The letter wouldn't be the same, would it? It wouldn't have caught up, kept up with the times. Even if we'd written one in 1960, a letter written in 1960 would be a forbearing, a foretelling of where we are today in 2022. So I think we, again, we have to consider all of this, and especially when you get into the book of Revelation and, you know, and we start hearing about all these, these images of these, these flying things. And, and, you know, John, when he was on the island of Patmos, he, he didn't know what flying vehicles were. He, he, how do you explain that? And he called them grasshoppers, and, right? Because he didn't, he didn't have the words to explain. But we're, we're clearly in a different age right now, friends. I was watching a video. Uh, one of the things I looked at this morning, deciding whether or not I should use it on the show, was the Klaus Schwab talking about the, the reset and what the reset really, really is. And really explaining it four, four years ago. that the, Folks, the reset is nothing more. The, 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 the devil's team's not hiding their, they're not hiding their cards. The reset, as Mark Trump would tell us, is the interaction between humans and technology. Klaus Schwab, these guys have been working on this forever and ever and ever and ever. Now, is Paul, when he's writing this letter to Timothy, this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come? Was Paul talking about 2020, 2022, whatever year we're in? Or was he talking about AD 100? Was Paul expecting? Folks, I'm I'm not trying to undermine the the, uh, scriptures. I'm trying to enlighten you to to how, how this works, right? That the time that the scripture is timeless, but you can't take the scripture out of its time. That was a pretty good line there, Joe. The scripture is timeless, but you can't take it out of its time. We have to factor in the environment in which it was written. The never unchanging word of God is true. Unchanging, true. The same yesterday, today, and forever. But environmentally, that's one of, one of the things that was really impressed on me when I went to Noah's Ark, the time frame. What was going on at Noah's Ark? The time around there. What's going on around us now, and how does this all apply? So I want to read. I hate to do this to you, but again, my experience teaches me that the Bible was not written in chapters. I don't write letters in chapters. I don't think anybody in here does. You write a letter, and when they found the letter, the guys that put together the King James Bible, they decided it would be easier to do it if they if they titled the letters. And they gave them chapter breaks. I don't, why? I don't know. Probably so. Uh, where was that again, Charlie? Where would I find that? I don't know. Keep turning it somewhere right there in that middle of that letter that, that Tim wrote. You know, that, that, that would be hard, wouldn't it? It would be hard to spread that around. So they, said, gave, they gave him names. They called this the second letter of Timothy. Second letter to Timothy. And they gave it a chapter. And Otherwise, it was just a free-flowing letter that the thoughts all combined together. And I'm going to do a free-flowing letter today of two chapters of Timothy that I think that think that are important. I just kind of got this at the last minute from my wife before I came down into this multi-million-dollar studio and down my the escalator into the studio. And so I just want Joe to, to read this through. And uh, let's think about this as as uh, now when we jump into this, friends. I want you to understand from my perspective that Paul's talking about here, uh, for men shall be lovers of their own self. Folks, I don't believe Paul's talking about the end times. I think he's talking about the nature of man. I think he's talking about this is where the nature of men will take. Unregenerated men who don't have a heart of God, this is where they will be taken. Yeah, Silver, go ahead. Coach. He is talking about end times. Know that in the last days, perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Coast covetous, boasters, blah, blah, blah. He was speaking of end times. Well, my, my point is this. My point is this. This is where men's hearts take them without God. That's the point that I'm making here, okay? This is where the men's hearts will take. These are not just signs of the end times because men have always been lovers of themselves and covetous boasters and proud. It's the nature of man, okay? So go ahead, Silver. Just start reading down through this, folks. And read this in the perspective that he's talking. If you would, as you read this, think about Paul is explaining to Timothy the nature of man and the times which we're there. Go ahead, Joe. Timothy, uh, let's see, 2 Timothy chapter 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. 
For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce makers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Okay, now folks, hang on a second. Because I've always used this scripture wrong. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Understand, that's not a standalone sentence. If you look at the beginning, at the, at the end of the verse before, traitors, heavy, high man, lovers, pleasure more than lovers of God, there's a semicolon. It's a semicolon. It's not a period. All right? So it's a continuation. And he says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Who's he talking about? Those having a form of godliness? Yes, but he's also talking about traitors, heavy, heavy, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more. Stay away from all those folks, is what he said. Stay away from all of them. Why? Why, Joe? For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning Oh, and never boy. able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Ever learning, learning and learning. and ne- You ever watch Rachel Maldow? Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. You have people you're walking around with. It's, folks, this is the this way. Go ahead, Joe. Now, as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. They resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Wow. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. So in other words, we're going to see the foolishness. They're going to see the foolishness, all right? They haven't stored up food. They haven't done anything, right? We're going to see that we're going to, their foolishness is going to be exposed. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and patience, persecutions, afflictions, which come unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord deliver me. So folks, listen, we don't know what happened to him really at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, but somebody knows, somebody knows what he went through, right? He went through some crap. He said, you guys know that? But you've got to remember that all that crap that I went through in this battle for truth, justice in the American way, I went through a lot of crap, but I'm still standing. The Lord delivered me through all of this. And he said, in the last day, all these people we just talked about, they're going to be against you. That's who you're going to be fighting against. Who? Oh, lovers of pleasure, more than God, having a form of godliness. Now, that's, that's who you're against. And buddy, listen, they're going to do stuff to you in Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, and they're going to persecute you, but I endured it all, and the Lord delivered me out of all of them. This is a letter of encouragement, friends. This is not a letter of doom and gloom, okay? It's a letter of encouragement. Go ahead, Joe. It's interesting how you put that. Huh? It is. It's interesting how you put that, because the next sentence is, yay, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Well, how do you, isn't, isn't that a, quite a phrase? Live godly in Christ Jesus. Well, those are two, huh? Godly in Christ Jesus, not the same, right? What, if we have to look up what it means to live godly in Christ Jesus. You not might, maybe, someday could. No, you shall suffer persecution. Why? Because men shall be lovers of their own selves, proud, disobedient, right? And when you come along and you're telling them the truth, dude, they ain't gonna like it. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Have you ever seen more doctors deceived? Have you ever seen more doctors deceiving and being deceived than what we than what we see today? It's amazing, isn't it? Um, and again, you can take it as a sign of the end times if that's what you want to do. But I don't think it's what it is. I think it's the nature of man. Are we in the end times? Probably in the end times. But this is not proof of the end times. This is the proof of man's unregenerated heart, okay? And he just says it's going to get worse and worse. It's going to get worse. Go ahead, Joe. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned 
and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Okay, I got to stop right there, Joe. Folks, this is, wow, this is tough. And that from a child you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Folks, they didn't have the New Testament yet. They didn't have the New Testament. Do you understand that? They were made wise through salvation and salvation through Jesus. Jesus was the enlightening, the yeah, the kingdom of light that made sense to it. Go ahead, four, uh, verse seventeen. That man, that the man of God may be perfect through thir- thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Okay, so now his chapter four, but there wasn't any chapter. He just continued on writing the letter, just continued on with the thought, okay? So he says, here's, what's ha- here's what it's going to be like, because men are going to hate God. They're going to be unregenerate. They're not going to have natural affection. They're going to have a form of godliness and deny the power thereof. They're going to be uh, lovers of pleasure more than God. They're going to be incontinent. He said, listen, understand that. that that's what you're going to be facing, boys and girls, he tells us. And because of that, I want you to know that I've been fighting this stuff a whole time, and God's always been with me. He's never left me, never forsaken me. Yeah, they beat me here, and they beat me here, and they beat me here, and they took this from me, and they took it, but he's faithful to me, and he's still in, and it's still going on till the day of God. So, because of all that, not a new chapter, but a, but a solution to the dilemma he just gave us. So here's the solution, Joe. Chapter 4. I no. no chapter. I get it, Joe. I get it in it. chapter 4. I charge thee, therefore, before God. Hang on. What's a, what's a charge? That's a military command, is it not? I charge you before God. Now, is he just speaking to the guys there at Hanging out with Tim, Timothy? Is he, is this, does this word not change? And is it charged still before us? Go ahead, Joe. I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Mm. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Why? Because men shall be lovers of their own selves and proud and uh, disobedient to parents without natural. He says, listen, when, when you start seeing this, dude, amp it up. You got to amp it up for me. You can't you can't turn it into tolerance and diversity. This is the nature of unregenerated hearts of men. Amp it up, bud. Pop the clutch. Let's go here, he's saying to us. For the time will come when they will not endure sound uh, doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves, teachers having itching ears. Wow. And they shall Well, that's happening, isn't it? Isn't that? They're heap up to themselves. They go looking for a pastor. How many times have you heard people leave the church because, well, I'm just not uh, being fed there, as if that's what the church is supposed to do, feed you, right? Huh? Go ahead. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth. Wow. And shall be turned unto fables. Aesop's fables, stories, Bible stories. But watch thou in all things. You better be careful, he says, Joe. But you better be careful, bud. (laughs) You better be careful. He said, they're all going to do this, but you better be careful. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Oh, yeah, you love me? Well, prove it. Prove it. That's what he's saying, right? You call your follower me? Prove it. Prove it. Why well, do I? I love homosexuals, and we we embrace. Come on, you know what I'm talking about, right? Go ahead. Not that I don't love homosexuals. Don't come on, right wing watch. Get off that. I didn't say that. Go ahead. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Protected the faith. He's, folks, he has kept the faith. It doesn't mean he's been enlightened in his heart. He's protected the truth. He's protected the faith. I have kept it like a beekeeper. I've protected the faith. I've kept it. 
I'm done now, he said. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Wow. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Mm. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. Okay, I want to, can I stop right here a second? Uh, this is a farewell letter for the most part. This guy's been laboring in jail. Been laboring in jail. Writing this letter from jail, probably. Laboring in jail. And he's talked about overcoming obstacles and tough times and hanging there and preach the word and yada, yada. And I want you to see the human side of him here in about these next seven or eight, eight verses. The world's greatest evangelist. Watch how he ends up. Go ahead, Joe, verse 9. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. For hmm. Damas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica. Christians to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. Okay, so there it is. He said, everybody left me. They all left me. I'm sitting here by myself. Please hurry and get here, he said to him. That's what he said, right? Come quickly. Please hurry up and get here. Only, only Luke is with me. Mark, bring him with you, for he's profitable to me for ministry. And by the way, go ahead. Antiochus, have I sent to Ephesus the cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus? When thou comest, bring with thee, and the books mm-hmm. which, and the books, but especially the parchments. That, that, um, that almost makes me weep every time I read it. Why does he want his cloak? Was it a special coat? Was it was it uh, his letter jacket? What was it? Cold. It's cold. It's cold. Lord's never forsaken him. He says, hey, please, if you can, bring my coat. <laughs> bring me a coat, will you? Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. Boy, oh boy. The Lord reward him according to his works. Wow, folks, that's imprecatory, isn't it, Joe? Yes. <laughs> Alexander the copper said he screwed me over. I hope the Lord gets him. <laughs> Go ahead. Of whom be thou aware also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. Wow. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Well, he had a lot of people deserting, folks. A lot of people left him. Wow. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and yes, he strengthened did. me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work. Amen. And will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Okay, go back up to top, uh, verse chapter 4 real quick, folks, because there's your marching orders. He laid out the battlefield, and he said, okay, there you go. I'm charging you, boys and girls. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Do You notice this, don't you? Those are not any of those words, really encouraging words, to be reproved or rebuked, doesn't feel good. Now, he does say exhort, but exhort should mean, could also mean, hey, get up, get your ass out there. That that could be an exhortation as well, right? So this battle that we're in, we're in a war. If you guys believe in end times and things are going to wax worse and worse, dudes, it's going to be like this again. This is going to be, this is more real than we even understand, right? If we're preaching the word, because in the last days, perilous times shall come. Wow. What does that even mean? Uh, I I just want to get that out there. Coach. Yes, Joe. I think when we were in chapter three, we skipped a verse. Go ahead, brother. Didn't mean to. And it was because we read. You're the one reading it. You're the one directing it. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) All scripture is given. 
by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for the reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Wow, instructions in righteousness. Colon, that the man (laughs) of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Boom. Mm. All good work. Hey, let me ask you something. (laughs) What's a good work? Yeah, because I'm going to tell you right now, a good work for the Lord may look like a bad work to the world. <laughs> right? What's your measuring stick? What What are those scales that you're putting things on that you're going to be profitable for correction, for instruction, that a man of God may be thoroughly furnished to do good things, to do good things, and good things by his standard, not by the standards of the world. All right, Myra, go ahead. Good morning, Saints. How are you doing? Excellent reading. Thank you, Michelle. Good suggestion in regard to the persecution and the battlefield. Um, Psalm 2-2. The kings of the earth rise up, and the rulers stand together against the Lord and against his anointed. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Yeah, Paul says in some place, don't find it, don't find it. Surprising when you fall into a fiery trial. Don't, don't be surprised with that. Don't think it odd. Kathy, come on in. Good morning, Coach. I just wanted to uh, mention a couple of things. Um, in, this, in this verse here, it talks about uh, Jesus coming back to judge the quick and the dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of sounds like a Western, you know. <laughs> what, what, who, is the, who is the quick? What a question. Any theologians have that answer? Who is the quick and the dead? I think I'm, well, better yet, Kathy, what's it mean he's come back to judge the living and the dead, the quick and the dead, right? Well, uh, why wouldn't he say living instead of quick? Uh, well, we'll have to ask him next time I see him. May it strong in your faith. Quick. Does he got to be quick? Hey, yeah, Spencer, they're asking, so go to Webster. Whips, go to Webster. Go to Webster, Spencer. Quick. Quick. Your face is sure. Quick. You rang, since that is my last name. <laughs> Primarily alive, living opposed to dead. However, swift, hasty, done with subtlety, quick dispatch. So the quick is something that is done swiftly, done or occurring in a short time. Wow. Going to judge the quick and the dead. Although primarily alive, living opposed to dead or animated. Hey, Coach, I have a King James Dictionary and quicken, quicken, says uh, primarily to make alive, to vivify, to revive or resuscitate as from death or an animated state. Mm, All right. right, So, Reggie, would you say I'm quick? Yeah. Yeah, I'm quick. Would you say there are a lot of people in church who are dead? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think absolutely. so, too. Dale, come on in. Coach, if I can say one more thing. I just yes, want, to yes. thank, I want to thank Wes for sending me a whole bunch of seed packets, the non-GMO. I don't know what his like handle is, but his name is Wes Guthrie, and I just want to thank him for that. He sent me a bunch of seed packets. All right, Wes. You're welcome, Kathy. You? <laughs> thank thanks, you. Thanks, Wes. <laughs> you ought to learn to grow stuff indoors for sure. Got to do that. Dale, come on in. That's a whole nother show. Well, brother, man, I tell you what, God is so good and the Holy Spirit is so moving. I think you were in my service this Sunday because this is what I was preaching on was out of Second Timothy. Folks, while we're sitting here talking about the theologies, this was Paul's last letter. Nero had just burned down Rome. He was blaming the Christians and he had this Roman centurion. He had this Roman because Paul was Roman. They couldn't crucify him, but they did guillotine him. They chopped his head off. He knew, and he said, listen, you run in such a way. He goes, I box my body. He goes, I want to, coach, this is, this is prophetic. Man, let me tell you what. You know, when you run that marathon, you see that finish line, you kick in that last gear, right? I mean, you exhort mm-hmm. everything in your energy. Brother, we can see the finish line. Amen. We're at the finish line. This is what I told the church. I said, either we're going to cross this finish line and collapse into the presence of God or Revelations 19, he who has fire in his eyes and a sword in his hand is about to smote the earth 
brother, I'm seeing that right on the other side of the finish line. He's either busting that thing open or we're crossing the finish line, brother. But this is what I preached on, brother. This was Paul's last letter. Paul's last stand. Amen, Dale. Woody, come on in. Hey, everyone. So I am going to be going to my first job ever. Uh, I need y'all to keep me in your prayers. So, Woody, can I can I tell that story real quick, Woody? Yeah, Woody and Woody and Gary went with us to uh, uh, when we went out for the hurricane t- tornado out in Kentucky. Woody came down. I'd never known Woody before. Woody told me the his story as a as a guy just he's a ex con his life story, living on the government social security, living in government housing, being controlled by the government. Everyone's free man, but controlled and. So I gave him a good talking to and encouraged him, said, come on, man, break away from the government. People, go out and get yourself a job. Go, go to the boss and tell the boss, hey, I'm an ex-con. Here's what I did, but I've I've learned my lesson. I want to work hard. I need a job. I said, you'll get a job. You'll do it. And Woody got a job. And he starts, do you start it tomorrow, Woody? I start it today. He I'm starts about to be leaving here in about five, maybe 10 minutes. So Woody, this is the first job you've had apart from uh, being in detention or whatever. First job you've really, really had in your life, isn't it, bud? Yeah. And hey, Woody, what did I tell you? What did I tell you to do at work? What did I tell you to do at work? Pray. No, I told you to tell the guy I won't steal from you and I won't steal for you. And I'll be the hardest worker you ever had. And you'll, you'll go up this, you'll go up the ladder, right? Yep. Lord, we just ask you right now, touch Woody, top of his head to the soles of his feet, fill him with righteousness. Let him be the greatest worker they've ever had at that place. And the promotion comes quickly in Jesus' name. Go get him, Woody. What a victory story. Amen. 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 Go for it. Amen. Go for it, Woody. You've got it. Boom. Yes, sir. You're going to own that place. Going to own that place at some point, Woody. God bless you. Jack, come on in. Folks, that's a miracle story right there. You just saw a miracle story right there. Go ahead, Jack. I knew you'd say my name right after you said that. Darn it. I'm you're, almost you're, in tears. You're ah. in line, man. You're in line. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, reading reading Timothy like that, you could you could go through it and just pick out certain words. Because yes, it is it is so you, you don't even need to read the text. You just need to read the words. Righteous, alone. Standing alone, you've stood alone. I've stood alone. It's a it's a terrifying thing. He's cold, and and he's just saying, "Please, people, go and do it." This is what it's all about, and it's all through there. And there's an imprecatory prayer in there. There's everything in that. Yes. In just those two, those two parts of that one letter, and and it's just, don't you see where we are, people? I'm living mm-hmm. here in my palatial uh, 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 house here that the, that the God has provided for me, and I'm, I'm comfortable, and there's food, and I'm surrounded by all these wonderful people. No, 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 none of that stuff. Oh, no, man. And you know what I love? One of the things I love most of all, uh, this is just me thinking, right? Uh, how about uh, who? Where is it? Alex, uh, do you seem flip off Alexander the coppersmith? That's really what he's doing. He's shooting him the bird. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. He's flipping him off. You see, you see the humanity of this guy, right? Uh, oh, boy, it is something. Larry, come on in. Yeah, you know, a lot of times we hear, especially in America, uh, United States, we judge everything and, and we evaluate everything according to our culture and our experience. And when it comes to words that are in scripture and stuff, like, uh, you know, whether it be quicken or alive or live or something like that, we have to remember that the Bible in its early stages, English was not even on the radar anywhere. It's many, 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 many years afterwards that English enters into the situation. So let's not get bogged down in, in our, our wonderings about English words. 
foolish and unlearned questions do avoid for they do engender strifes. <laughs> and that, those are the ones we like most, aren't they? The foolish and unlearned questions. Come on in, Teddy, top turf. Woody, you still got your hand up. There, you took it down. Go ahead. And then Joe I, I would just like to exhort people who are on Social Security that you are not, uh, you, you are not uh, leeching off the, system, off the system. You entered into a contract with the government, and you are owed those monies. And so it's not the same thing to me as, as being lazy and being on welfare. You deserve those monies. That's all I had to say about that. Okay, sure, Teddy. And I, I, I was I was trying to point out the fact that Woody Woody wouldn't mind me saying Elwood's his real name. He wouldn't mind me saying this. He was in, he was in prison. He came out of prison. And what they do? They put him on Social Security. He didn't pay any money into it. And I said, Woody, as long as you want that money, as long as you're taking that money from them, they could, they own you, dude. <laughs> they own you. They tell you where you can go and what you can do. He's a free man. He's a free man. But he, how do you get a job when you've been? You got to go to somebody and tell them that you what, what whatever the crime was you did. And he did the crime. How do you how, how do you go and get a job if you're you how do you? So I just you know I gave him some hope and said go out there and ask and be honest and tell him you'll be honest and stand up and say I need a job. I want to work. I don't want to. I don't want to be a, a a drain on society. I don't want to be a mooch. I won't lie lie. I won't steal for you and I won't steal from you. Boom. Woody's got him a job. That's it, folks. There's just a lot of these things that, that are perseverance. Nothing, the Bible says, nothing, and that wasn't the Bible, nothing takes the place of perseverance. Nothing can take the place of perseverance. Nothing can. Nothing can. Squeaky wheel gets grease. Joe Allen, come on in. Coach, there's a, some of us in here that's been in the military, and we all think Different things when we read Timothy two there, or four or three and four. But this is what hits my mind every time, because of being there, is seeing bullets whistling over your head, just like Jack said, you're being alone, not knowing what tomorrow would be like, mm-hmm. or what the next second will be like. With those whistles of those bullets flying over your head, is they this are, it? Is this Joe, it be says, the last time? Well, here's what uh, here's what we have to do. We have to be willing to do the hard thing. It's what's what Paul's right. saying here. Look, look at verse sixteen, friends. Can can you think about this? This has been much of my walk, to be honest with you. <clears throat> It'll be much of your walk if you continue to do what he told you to do. At my first answer, no man stood with me. Think about that. Now, it doesn't mean at my first answer. It's saying first time I stood up or when I ever, how, however you would take first answer. It could mean also my first response or I always had the same argument or whatever it was. And my, whenever I said that, nobody stood with me. They, they never yeah. did. They never stood with me. They all ran. They all ran. Right? And the coppersmith. To me was the government hmm. could have been could have been some type of some type of control didn't didn't could have a joke could have been the religious system we don't know what it was but it did him great harm right did him great harm and so friends are if we were to just do a real study on this your opposition is going to come from places you never dreamed you never dreamed it would come from and my first answer nobody stood with me couldn't believe it i felt that way when i was uh by the way, when I got sued by the ACLU, that's exactly nobody. Nobody stood with me. Norm Emmett's did. Mark Collier did. And I had my family did. Nobody stood with me. All men forsook me. It was a, it was a it was amazing. It was amazing. So I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just <laughs> this guy's telling us the truth. Come on in, Kevin. Uh, I was just gonna say, uh, as far as Woody goes. He's been given a great opportunity because this is his chance to establish himself, get his feet underneath him, and lay a foundation to build on. You know what I mean? That's well. Not only that, Kevin, I, I've, had, I'm, I've been working with someone else too who remain anonymous. And uh, here's the truth, folks: you don't start out looking for a career. You start out working, looking for a job. And if you're faithful in the job, it'll become a career. But if you are, you don't have any money and you're struggling, why do you want to be looking for a job where you're boss? They're not going to hire you as boss. 
come on, man. Say, listen, I'll push the broom. I'm going to push the broom for as long as they want me to push that broom. I'll push it. I'm not below pushing brooms. And at some point, if I become the best broom pusher in the business, they're going to give me a different job. And I'm going to work my way up the ladder. And you I'm lay, sorry. You, you lay your foundation, coach. And what do you build on? You build on a foundation. That's right. Precept upon line upon line, precept upon precept. And you can't tell me there's not anybody in the world that doesn't want an honest, hardworking uh, employee. And if you're out there and you don't have employment and you're sitting around sucking on your thumb, I'm going to tell you this. The problem is you. You are the problem. You either think you're worth more than you are or I, I don't know what it is. There's all kinds of jobs out there. Go out there, tell the guy your truth. Say, listen, as I said, I'm honest. I won't steal for you, and I won't steal from you. And I'll come to work every day, and I'll do everything you ask me to do. People are dying to hire people like that. So sometimes you have to lower your target. Say, yeah, but I've had all this training, and, you know, I ought to, golly, I ought to be a supervisor. Well, get your butt in there and prove that you should be supervisor. Don't tell them how much of a great supervisor you are. Show them how good a broom pusher you are. You become a good boom, broom pusher, then uh, doors open. I want to play something. This is from yesterday. I showed it in the after show, but I want to show it again. It says Jason Storms. Because <clears throat> we do live in perilous times. Our, our, uh, we're winning. I say that over and over and over. I think some of you maybe are starting to believe that really we are winning. But this was just a real click, a clip for a short clip from Jason Storms, who's now the National Director of Operation Save America, son-in-law of, of uh, Matt Tuella, father of, I think Jason has eight, young guy, great, great young leader. And this is just a clip uh, that I played yesterday in the after show that I think is worthy of being replayed. If you would, uh, Spence, go ahead and kick that thing up there. Two minutes, nine seconds. Certainly our government in Washington, D.C., has been trampling the Constitution and acting unlawfully for, for a long, long time. At what point does that require action? I think that's a very difficult question. And it does have to be something that I think God directs us towards. You know, we, we have to be willing to put up with a, a lot of abuses, you know, as the Declaration of Independence speaks to, a long train of abuses and usurpations. I think that right now we are at a place where folks that think the way we do haven't really done the work locally and are just now really beginning to refocus away from national politics and starting to think about doing the work locally, politically. So I think there are still a tremendous amount of opportunity for us to redress our grievances through the political process that, that we need to first exhaust before we start thinking about an appropriate time to use force. The times we're living in are not times where you can have hotheads or guys who, who lack discernment and who are just itching for a fight. But I would say if we're not training now, we'll be ill-equipped when that time does come. So I think it's important. And that's, again, what the purpose of the Second Amendment was, a well-regulated militia, that, that common citizens would be training on a regular basis together so that should any threat arise, that they were, were prepared to deal with that threat. While also at the same time working through the political process, working to engage the culture, working to change hearts and minds through the culture, and, and trying to win politically at the local level. And I think we really haven't even put significant effort into that. And so I think now a lot of different people got us really I think, moving the hearts of a lot of people that direction to start focusing on the local political situation. And, and so we'll see what that brings. So we're not talking about things to be taken lightly. We're not talking about things to puff our chests out. We're talking about the very real possible reality that we have to take up arms against our own tyrannical government and are we prepared to do it and win it's a scary thought isn't it friends amen it's a, that's a scary thought but really <clears throat> excuse me if you <clears throat> i'm sorry if you believe the scriptures that uh perilous times shall become what will those perilous times be we know that it tells us in uh is it in the book of revelation i could be wrong john's uh the uh, revelation of Jesus Christ, St. Saint, Saint John. Um, my thought just went out the window. 
<laughs> oh, men's hearts were going to fail them for fear for the things coming up. Matthew, Matthew 25, 24. You're freezing up, coach. The two things. We're, we're, uh, we got some, we got some stuff ahead of us, don't we, friends? So encourage one another with these, with these words. The Lord said he would never, he'd never leave us. He would never forsake us. He told us to preach the word, be incident. I'm not always going to get it. Amen. Somebody come on in. Doors open. Walk on in here while I'm looking for something here. Dead air is bad. We only only got a little bit of that because you were freezing up. Really? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. God, what? I got to talk to, I got to get some. I got to figure it out because I was watching on my Brideon show. I had a couple of freeze up moments. I don't know what's, I don't know what's causing them. Spencer, click, click on children's defense. The very last thing, very last thing on there. Saw this yesterday. These kind of things are going on all around us folks, because the Kings of this earth in Psalm two are conspiring against the Lord and his anointed. Well, let me stop right there a second. We've done this a hundred times. Who are the kings of the earth? Who are they? Can somebody give me an example of who the kings of the earth might be? Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff, an elected official. Who else might it be? Trudeau. Trudeau. Fauci. Putin. Putin. Bill Gates. Yeah, Bill Gates. The president's right, Gene. Okay, so the kings, so the kings of this earth, however they're doing it, they are in fact conspiring together. And look, billions in COVID stimulus funds have led to dangerous, tyrannical policies in U.S. schools. Mark, I saw you. I'll come right to you here, just a second, folks. Look, they, the schools are shutting down. Jeff Klein, as I've been telling you, who's pulling the strings? The government has been sending money to the U.S. schools. That's why they're doing all the lockdowns. That's why they're doing it. They're buying them all off. Billions in COVID stimulus funds led to dangerous, tyrannical policies in U.S. schools. Directed, connected directly to who? The kings of this earth, folks. Until we come to the realization that there is a devil and his minions are actively involved with impacting everything as good, we will never understand this battle. Go ahead, Jeff. Local health departments. That's who all there, the school people are blaming. All local health departments said this. Well, where are they getting their money? They're getting the money from the same pile of money, right? Sure they are. Julie, kings of this earth, kings of this earth conspiring together against two, the Lord, all that's good, evil conspiring against good. That's what, that's the battle, not Republican, Democrat. They've infiltrated both of those parties. That isn't what it's about. Julie, come in. Then Trump, you were going to say something. I'll get you in here. Go ahead, Julie. Good morning, coach and uh, team. Um, 30 years ago, my husband's dad had said the next war would be infiltration within Wow. Well, (laughs) okay. Amen, Julie. Amen. Come on in, Mark. Hey, Coach. We we got a bunch of fallen angels that when Archangel Michael destroyed their places, they were put in the core of the earth. It says that Satan and his fallen earth, they went into the earth. So the nations has been referred to related to the angels. So if that's even a little bit true, that means that the angels have borders up on the earth. The nations are being led, the men of the nations, the kings of the nations are being led by an individual watcher or two or ten. But each of these watchers likely have nations and kings that they're leading, that they're telling what to do, and then they're doing their bidding up here on the earth. So who are the kings of the earth? 
their subdued flesh with the hearts of a fallen angel. That's who the kings of the earth are, Coach. Mark, Mark just nailed it. Amen, brother. Mm. Mark, Mark just na- Mark nailed it, Coach. And that's why when you go to the back of the book, it says the nations get to, to stay on the uh, eat leaves. We get to eat the fruit. The nations are watchers, and there's there's obedient watchers, and there's fallen ones. Amen, Mark. Boy, I wish I'm gonna. I wish I could have heard all of that. I'm breaking up on my end. Basically, the watchers are in the center of the earth. Archangel Michael destroyed their places, and they have no home, so they were put in the center of the earth. Which brings about some other questions. I'll talk another day. But those are the hearts of the men. The watchers are the hearts of the men, the kings of the nations, which have borders, Amen. countries, and each of the countries have their own problems. They have their own natures. They have their own cultures. So I think well, that's amen, part folks. of the angels. Yeah. Amen. Am I am I broadcasting or am I frozen up? Okay. Cool. <laughs> Hold on, I was talking to myself. Oh, Mark, you get them, get their head spinning. U.S. country girl, come on in. And it's not just the schools, coach. It's hospitals. That's it's, right. It's all part. Yes. It's, it's the, entire state governments. It's, right. it's local governments. You know, how do you think we're getting these little um, COVID vaccination trailers that are, you know, setting up in our towns? It's all coming from the federal money. That's and, right. and all bowing down to all the stipulations that come with that money. And it's our money. So the kings of the earth, friends, are, are being controlled by the principalities and powers. I think that's what Mark was alluding to, even though it broke up in my, in my head. See, there's something above Fauci. Folks, Fauci ain't a king of the earth. Fauci isn't. Amen. Bill, Gates, Bill Gates isn't a king of the earth. There's a spirit. There's a there's a, something above him. There's a king, a principality, a power that is above them that are controlling them. And unfortunately, the only opposition to those kings of the earth is the church, and we don't even believe in it. Boom. That's why we're in the mess. Clay, come on in. Yeah, Coach, uh, you started this off talking about pre- preparing for bad times, and now we're talking about the kings of the earth. And it seems that they're conspiring against us. And so uh, I want to remember going to May- Mayfield, Kentucky, where that guy had that one little shelter built on that concrete slab mm. that he rode that storm out in. Yes. And when we talked to him, he built that he built that because he had heard that bad times might possibly come one day. He wasn't guaranteed. He didn't know it was going to hit him. But he built that shelter, and and he put a lot of work in that shelter. And if he would have done it, if he would if he wouldn't have done it a good job and made sure he was diligent to put all those bricks in place and, and fortify that thing, then he would have put his family in there, and all of them would have died. So what I'm saying is, we don't know how bad it's going to get, but we know the kings of the earth are conspiring against us, and so we better prepare, and we better we better not do it saying. In, in a way that says, well, it might not hit, so we better not do a good – we don't have to do a good job. We better do a good job and try to do all that we can to protect ourselves and our families. And it's not going to hurt anything to take these precautions. No, it isn't. The Bible says where the, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So what would we have where there isn't the Spirit of the Lord? Well, there would be tyranny, wouldn't there? And ask ourselves very simply, are the kings of this earth in the United States of America, are they for the Lord? Well, no. Then they're not for liberty. They're for tyranny. Jack, come on in. This is is such a great teaching all the way through, Dave. This is just awesome. Look, look at America. Look Look at this experiment in liberty that is all designed and structured according to the, the Old Testament and the New Testament. It was all designed under God, under the God plan. So that's why this has been so successful. And that's why the kings of the earth, all the rest of the kings of the earth, hate 
America. And guess what? We blew it. We have failed in the experiment. The experiment is just about over. You're talking about money. Everything you've been talking about for the last 10 minutes is about the money and the, the funding and all that stuff. And all we had to do was go back to the actual supreme law because Article 1, Section 10 took care of this and we let it fail. And we're Fine. done because we have devalued the currency. There's no such thing as inflation, people. Stop using that stupid word. It doesn't mean anything. All it means is nobody's responsible. Devaluation, there's only about six people in the world that can devalue the currency. And they've destroyed, the kings of the earth have destroyed this experiment in liberty with the money that they were told they couldn't use. And we let them. Boom. Betty, wrap it up. Go ahead, Betty. Yeah, the kings of the earth is also Facebook. Because I posted <laughs> your arc and I said some really good things about you and the group. And I got community standards, but I did not get blocked. And secondly, no. real quick, did you know Tom Dunn's son passed away uh, December no. 4th? Sean Thomas Dunn passed away. From what? I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really say, but it, 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 I assume that is Tom Dunn's son because I was just reading one of his little um, posts. I'm not sure about that. I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah, because so, yeah, you're closer yeah. to him. But. So, folks, Facebook are not the kings of this earth. They are the tools of the kings of the earth. All right. Oh, what a show. God bless us. We'll see you tomorrow.